You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 220. In this episode, portable protein snacks, three solid tips to keep you on track, and ways to treat your muscles right for the best results in and out of the gym. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. Well, can you believe we're getting very close to Thanksgiving? It's really unbelievable how much a skip and a jump away we are from a brand new year. So hopefully you guys are enjoying the Quick Fit Club workouts that are kind of short and to the point and going to get you through those holiday times. And I'm still coming up with some really good ones for December, and I'm really looking forward to January to get everything rolling all together. Now, I also want to thank you guys for going ahead and doing the survey because that's really helping me to fine-tune the whole website and the workouts and and most particularly um, the music. So if you haven't already done the survey, go ahead and do it because I've added some things in there and let me know um, if you like the music, don't like it, if if I'm not loud enough, if I'm too loud, you know, all those different kind of things. So go ahead and make sure you do that because it is very, very helpful to me. And if you check on the site, you'll see that we're also starting the chats. And right now we're doing them on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, at 1.30 uh, East Coast time. So if that's not a good time and those are not good days for you, then put that in the survey as well, because there is a spot where you can write whatever you want and let me know. And then that way, of course, we'll eventually get everything streamlined so that the days and times work well for everyone, or at least we have one or two or maybe even three chats a week that will work for everyone. And um, that's the whole goal is to make sure that you can check in and be accountable and chat and ask, ask questions and, you know, stay on track. And one last thing before we jump into the episode, if you have friends that like to work out, go ahead and send them a link to the Quick Fit Club. Uh, The more the merrier, and that's all I have to say about that. So we're going to start with nutrition. And you know what? Um, Nutrition obviously is very important, whether you're trying to lose weight or get lean or stay in shape or even just have more energy. And it can really be a challenge to get the right amount of protein in each day, especially if you're trying to add some of that lean muscle tissue that's going to boost your metabolism. Um, Also, if you're working out very hard, then yeah, you're going to need a little bit extra. Now, how do you get that extra protein in? Or maybe you're having troubles just getting the right amount of protein in each day. I'm going to give you some ideas here. And the great thing about some of these ideas is that they're also very portable. You know, it can be really a challenge to get protein that you can take with you and kind of keep around too. So the first one is cottage cheese and fresh fruit. And those are two things that are very easy to get anywhere you go. Um, Obviously, it's something that you're going to need a little bit of a mini cooler, or you can just throw it into a refrigerator at work. And you can also get 
the right sizes or you can measure it out yourself. So what you're looking to get is about a half a cup of the cottage cheese and about a, a half a cup or so of your favorite fruit. And obviously fruits that have more fiber are gonna be ones that are gonna sustain you longer and that might be a great one to combine it with. So things like bananas and apples and any other fruit that is gonna be high in fiber and lower in sugar. So this is a great snack to have in the afternoon. It also works great as breakfast. I know a lot of times people have problems getting breakfast in because they're either not hungry or something doesn't seem appealing or I'm not sure there's a lot of different reasons, but make it a habit to at least have something. And again, this is one of those things that most people can stomach in the early morning hours, but also makes a great pick-me-up in the afternoon. Now, the next one is jerky, like beef jerky or turkey jerky. And if you've been to certain health food stores, you may have seen ostrich jerky. So these are all usually prepackaged. And sure, they can be high in sodium, so you need to really make sure you're looking for the lower sodium, more natural, and very lightly flavored types of jerky. And if you get them in a health food store, you probably will. But you know what? You still need to check the labels because just because it says healthy doesn't necessarily mean that it is. So make sure you check your labels to find something that doesn't have a whole lot of salt. And you know, you can actually make your own. There's a whole way for that, but I don't really remember exactly. So you can look that up on the internet. Anyways, any one of those types is going to come usually about one ounce and one ounce is a single serving. And there's nine grams of protein in that. And you know what? That's a good amount of protein for that small item. And the best thing is that jerky is usually very chewy. So it keeps your mouth busy, kind of gets you very satisfied in that respect. And it's definitely convenient and very, very portable. And of course, since it's jerky, it can stay fresh for a couple of months if you have it in a nice Ziploc packet. So something that could be a go-to emergency type snack would be some sort of beef, turkey, or ostrich jerky. My gosh, that's a mouthful. All right. Now, one you probably already use a lot is nuts. Mixed nuts. Um, you can even make your own trail mix, but you definitely want to measure. Use your measures because if you have too much of anything, even if it is a healthy healthy thing, um, it's going to gain, you're going to gain weight because, you know, it, it's not factoring into all of your intake. So make sure you measure out whatever amount you need to fill your caloric intake for the day. Okay, everybody's a little bit different because we all weigh different. We have different muscle. We have uh, different lean body mass, all of that. So measure it out for whatever you need. Now, your best nuts to choose from would be almonds and pistachios. They're definitely the ones that are a little bit higher in protein. Now, if you want to add some dried fruit, that's great. But be careful because some dried fruit is very high in sugar. Actually, most of it is because it's very concentrated. So just, you know, throw in a few pieces or if you are going to add it, maybe take two or three pieces of something that's dried and cut it up so that it, it spreads out more through your nut mix. And the other thing that I've come across recently is little teeny mini uh, chocolate chip kind of things. And I've seen them added to different things. There's not a whole lot of calories in them because they're very, very small. You don't use very much, but it's something to add a little bit of flavor to whatever you're making. And of course, you want to look at the label and figure out how many calories in a serving and how that would play into your daily intake. Um, by the way, if you have no idea what you should be taking in, uh, go check out my site, coachkira.com, because I'm doing a lot of different nutrition plans for other people and definitely getting them on track as far as what they should be eating and when and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, if you already got a good handle on it, great. If not, I'm here to help. Now, I know this kind of sounds like the same thing, but 
pumpkin seeds are another snack. And certainly you could throw them into that little trail mix that you just made. Um, you can also have them by themselves because, you know, they're pretty big. They're a little bit hardy for a, a nut. And um, they're definitely really great for protein. About a half a cup is 14 grams of protein. And that's a, that's a good amount. Um, keep in mind that if you buy stuff from the store, check the labels. They might have added salt. They might have added sugar. Um, you know, you tend to see them that are kind of frosted looking, and that means there's going to be something on them that maybe you shouldn't have. But you can also do your own. You can just go ahead and get a pumpkin, and, you know, you might be using pumpkin for um, for the holidays, too. So it kind of gets two birds killed with one stone. You have the uh, pumpkin for your holiday treat, and then you have your seeds that you can snack on. So you definitely want to roast them, and different people do different things with roasting pumpkin seeds. They'll throw cinnamon on it, or cinnamon and nutmeg, or allspice, or whatever you want. Maybe even cayenne pepper, some people do that. Just make it your own, and make it fun, and measure it out. And you can certainly put it into bags to have it pre-portioned, or Tupperware, or whatever you want to grab when you're on your way out. Now, one last high-protein snack before we move on, and that would be almost the perfect food, the hard-boiled egg. Yes, you can just pick it up, have it for breakfast, have it for lunch, have it for a snack. Um, there's so many things that you can do, obviously, with the hard-boiled eggs. And we also know that eggs themselves are pretty healthy for you, um, depending on how many you eat, of course. Now, the white in the egg is pure protein. The yolk is what contains the fat. So... When you're having the hard-boiled egg, it's not bad to eat the entire thing because there's actually components in the white that helps to nullify some of the fats in the yolk. So it's really a nice, balanced, healthy food. And that's what makes them so great for either weight loss or building muscle or just any time of day. The fats in the yolk also help to keep you satisfied longer. And again, if you can make it through the afternoon and not be starving when you get to dinner, you're going to eat better and your metabolism is going to stay on track. It's not going to hit that starvation mode. So the most important time to have those snacks is probably between the hours of two to five. So make about a whole dozen hard-boiled eggs at the beginning of the week, and then that way you can grab them. Um, you can even pre-peel them so that they're ready to go and eat and just pop in your mouth. And that way there's no excuse if you're running late. You can just grab one and eat it. And just think of the fact that when you eat, you're saving your metabolism. You're boosting your metabolism. You're making it work more efficiently so that you burn fat all the time. So you definitely want to make sure that you are eating on your regular schedule. So now that you have some great snack ideas, you can get that extra protein in your day and you can make sure you keep your metabolism revved up and going by having your snacks as well. Now, when it comes to training, we're always trying to figure out the best exercises for your muscles, the best exercises for results, um, how to keep yourself safe as far as avoiding injuries and which repetition scheme works best for, you know, whatever you want to accomplish. And you know how I like my studies. So I came across a very interesting study, which even though it had a, you know, good thought behind it, I don't think it was necessarily the best structured study to prove whether this theory was right or wrong. It was actually um, a study at the University of Alabama where they had two groups of weightlifters. Now, the first group of weightlifters actually used a five-second phase of lifting and a 10-second phase of lowering the weight. And then the second group did more of an explosive-type workout, 
well, I guess you could say that, they had one second up and one second down, which is definitely too fast. But unfortunately, it's something that you see a lot in the gyms, people going really fast. And they determined which one burned more calories. Now, any idea? Well, the whole point was that they were trying to prove that lifting incredibly slowly builds incredibly big muscles or not. It's actually, it's a myth, and they were trying to, you know, basically prove that. So anyways, um, which one did which? Well, the faster group actually burned more calories because they were just, you know, moving faster and lifted a little more weight than the super slow lifters because, of course, again, with momentum, you can lift heavier and you can do a little bit more than when you're going very slow and controlled. So their theory was that your increases in strength is going to be because you're doing it quickly. And that's really not true because there's the time under tension that is the most important part of your muscles and making them change. So it was not quite the best study for that respect, but it does prove though that lifting incredibly slowly is not necessarily the best way to work your muscles. But then again, lifting very, very fast is not either. So somewhere in between is going to be the best bet. Now, it's not only your best bet for your results as far as strength, but also for safety so that you're not going to risk any sort of injury in your muscles, which tends to happen, well, if you use a weight that you can't control. And if you do things too quickly and use too much momentum, you put that stress on the joints and you don't want that. So when I'm training my clients, I usually recommend they do kind of the same pace up and down. Now, if they're a more advanced trainer, we might use some different protocols for the time under tension and for explosiveness and different tempos for different exercises and such. But, you know, if you're in that beginner to intermediate range, focusing on controlling the weight up and down at about the same pace, a three to four second pace, actually probably a four second pace up and a four second pace down is going to help ingrain that you should be doing things slowly and methodically rather than that whole momentum that tends to come. And I don't know, I don't know if it's something that's contagious because one person sees somebody else doing it and then all of a sudden everybody is going super fast. Um, but whatever, you don't want to go super fast. You want to go slowly and you want to make it a habit. And you only form habits by doing things over and over again the same way. So counting to yourself, four seconds up, four seconds down. And you should not only have better results, better strength, you're definitely going to get leaner faster and you're not going to injure yourself. And that's kind of the name of the game anyway. Now we're kind of talking about some training myths that are still out there and also how to keep your muscles in the best shape, not only the way they look, but the way they function. Now there's a myth there that says if you have a sore muscle, you should never exercise it. And that's not necessarily true. You need to kind of figure out how sore you are and see if it puts limits on your range of motion or if you just kind of are a little achy and some movement will help work it out. Because there's what we call active rest. You're resting, but you're active. So you're moving around and you're getting those muscles to move through their regular range of motion. And you're actually stimulating the blood flow through the muscle, which helps to remove the waste products and help it repair in the process. So sometimes a little bit of light exercise can help your sore muscles. It gets them moving, gets that blood flow going. And you know, a lot of times that stretching helps to relieve everything. So depending on how sore you are, the old adage there of never exercising a sore muscle is not necessarily true. 
If your muscle is sore, you might want to go a little lighter in weight and use your weight training as a way to stretch through a range of motion. But it doesn't mean that you have to completely skip your exercise, so there's no excuse there. Now, one more of these myths that also works for your muscles is that stretching by itself prevents injuries. And that's not completely true because obviously, as we see in the gym, you can stretch incorrectly. You can stretch to where you hurt yourself because you're doing it wrong. Um, And stretching doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to be perfect. Yes, you want to do it and it helps. It definitely helps a lot because you want to have greater flexibility. That's going to help your muscles move in a more fluid motion and be able to complete different ranges of motions of exercises without overstraining. But just doing it by itself isn't going to fix everything. So you definitely need to warm up your body before you stretch. I think we've gone through that before. So warming up, stretching, stretching the muscles that you're going to be using. I mean, if you're doing arms, there's no real point in stretching your legs. Yes, you can stretch your legs. Don't take me wrong on that one. But you know, you can stretch your whole body. You always need it. But focus on the muscles that you're going to be using. And that's why usually we'll do a couple of light sets before we do our working sets. So the light sets are a way of using a weight through a range of motion that you're about to be doing, but doing it with very little resistance to get those muscles stretched and warmed up and ready for what you're about to do with your working weight, which is would be considered your heavier weight or your more challenging weight. So in that respect, you're using the exercise itself as your warm up. Now, I'll usually do either the first exercise and sometimes the first and second exercise with a light warm-up. So let's say um, I'm going to be doing bicep curls with, I don't know, 15 pounds. Then I'll do a light set with 10 pounds and maybe even a light set with 12 pounds and then my working weight being 15. And I'm just kind of throwing those numbers out there. So anyways, you get an idea of light, light but not stupidly light. It's not like I'm going to grab three pound dumbbells and do something because I know that's not really going to get those muscles blood flowing. It's not really going to warm them up. So, you know, within reason, you are just doing a couple of warm-up sets. I mean, that's what warm-up means, right? Okay, so stretching needs to be done, but it's not necessarily going to prevent the injury all by itself. So like everything else, it's all coordinated to work together to keep your muscles healthy so that not only can you continue to work out, but you can also improve your body, improve your flexibility, and stay healthy at the same time. Now for this last part of the podcast, I'm going to leave you with three excellent tips to keep you on track, keep you motivated, and moving towards your goals. Now the first one seems pretty simple, but it's not always the easiest. It is complete your most important tasks first. You know, they always say do the worst first. Basically, just kind of get it done with, get it over with, and you're going to not only feel more productive, but you're going to be able to do all the other things, and they're going to seem easier because, of course, you've already done the worst one first. So think about each day what three things are the most important that you need to get done today, and start with the first one. You know, make it the the hardest one, the most challenging one, whatever one you really don't want to do, just knock it out first. Because once you get it done, everything else is smooth sailing. Now, the other thing would be to learn to say no. This is another tip that comes up all the time. Learn to say no because we overcommit. We definitely spur ourselves too thin and there's no way you can do everything and do it well. So learn to say no 
Be realistic about your time. Take a second to plan out your time and realize if you do have extra time for this, that, or the other thing. And know what your commitments are and only pick the ones that you know you can really put forth your effort, your time, and your concentration and focus. Because it doesn't do anybody else any good if you're doing kind of a half-hearted job because you're maybe overcommitted or very short on time. Now, the last one is, again, another one we hear all the time, sleep. Sleep at least seven or eight hours. We never get enough sleep. We're always sacrificing that sleep um, to get more work done, and we're not necessarily productive because we're tired. So, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Who knows? But we do know that you need to have your sleep so you can be productive. So trying to skip your sleep to be more productive is counterproductive. That was crazy, huh? Anyways, most people do need those seven to eight hours. And that means getting into bed, shutting everything off, and going to sleep. And I know it's not easy because there's always a million things we need to do every single day. And there's never, ever enough time in the day. But you know what? There never is going to be enough time in the day. Because if there was more time, we'd find more things that we need to do. So learn to shut it off. Give yourself a time, just like you know, you give yourself an exercise time or a dinner time or whatever. Say, you know what, at this time, I'm shutting things down. I'm stopping. Whatever I get done, I get done. Everything else can wait till tomorrow. Yes, there'll be some of those days where, you know, you have to stay up later for this or that. But try to be consistent in what time you go to sleep. And that way you can be sure to get at least a little more rest. And then that way, well, you'll be fresh. You'll be able to say no to overcommitting yourself. And you'll definitely be able to tackle those first tasks or the worst first tasks with the energy and focus that they deserve. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com. <laughs>